It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So 02890 is our number. 02890 This is a tweet from the Ulster Unionist Doug Beatty on the back of the Spotlight programme last night. And it says the Chief Constable of the PSNI must act on this evidence that adds weight in the clear that adds weight to the clear accusations that Jerry Adams was responsible for directing terrorism and hashtag justice. So I want to speak to Doug Beatty about that and also to Barney Rowan, who's uh, going to speak to us on the programme this morning as well. Uh, Doug Beatty, good morning. Morning, Frank. So you're calling on the Chief Constable to take action on the back of a former Provo, who seems to revel in being a former Provo and has an absolute hatred of Jerry Adams. No, absolutely not. Uh, this is just yet another person, another individual from a long list uh, of former self-confessed terrorists who said that Jerry Adams was uh, one of their colleagues uh, in a terrorist organisation. And not only that, but um, that he was a high-ranking uh, member of that organisation. And if you add that to the fact that we also have military intelligence who are saying exactly the same thing, we have documentation to say that high-ranking IRA meetings with the government included Jerry Adams, um, then you suddenly have a picture of a man who was involved at the highest levels. Uh, you know, we're talking about an IRA chief of staff, Sean McSturfin, who also said that Jerry Adams was in uh, the IRA. Uh, and if he was in the IRA, and if he was a high member of the IRA in the Army Council, then he was responsible for directing terrorism. Now, if you have that argument that we should stick by the rule of law, then that ev- evidence is enough for an investigation. And that's what I'm saying the police should do. They should investigate. Now, the police will decide because the, the, you know, it's, it's their investigatory body, and they will put a file before the PPS, and the PPS will decide whether there's anything to answer. But, but what I'm saying is there is enough evidence there for an investigation. But would part of that investigation include the arresting of Jerry Adams, the questioning of Jerry Adams, the taking him to a barracks? Well, that's, that's, that's not up to me to decide. That, that's, that's an operational decision for the PSNI. Uh, and how they go about investigations is up to the PSNI, how they go about investigations. So I'm not saying or directing which way they should take action. All I'm saying is that I'm seeing mounting evidence um, from various different quarters, which says that Jerry Adams was a member of the IRA and a high-ranking member, 
and therefore I believe he was responsible for directing terrorism, and therefore the police must carry out an investigation if we are to believe in the rule of law. Yes, but you're, you're not going to get Sean McStayfine up in a court because he's long dead. You've uh, Mr Long down in Limerick who just seems to be absolutely proud of everything he did during his involvement in, in the provost, and you have military intelligence that may or may not be able to be presented as some form of, of evidence. If you carry out an investigation into Jerry Adams and eventually the outcome is he's, he's arrested by the guards and extradited to Northern Ireland, what, what, what would that do for the, the ongoing peace process? We cannot be held hostage by a, a peace process. We either believe in the rule of law or we do not, Frank. Now, I am not saying that that, that, that the evidence is there or that that evidence will stand up in court. That's not my job. That's not my job to decide that. The police do the investigation. They put a file to the PPS and the PPS decide if the evidence is strong enough for there to be any more further action. That is not my job. They are independent. That's their job to do that. But if we are saying that the, with the rule of law, that um, with the evidence that is quite clear now, that's coming out from various different quarters, um, all I'm saying is, that that should lead to an investigation against Jerry Adams for directing terrorism. That's what I'm saying. I think that should be the case. And that should be the case for anybody who's found um, responsible for, for any acts of uh, any unlawful act. Um, and it shouldn't be caveated by, but what about, what about the, the, the peace process? Yeah, I'm just wondering if you're asking the PSNI to do the impossible. That's the, that's the reason that I'm asking the question. Well, well, well you, could, you could be arguing that they're asking them to do the impossible. I mean, we're seeing this on, on, a, on a daily basis where people are asking for the police to investigate crimes, some as, as long as 50 years ago. Um, and you could argue the case that um, they're asked to do the impossible there. But that doesn't mean that they shouldn't look into it. That means, doesn't mean that they should not investigate it. And I've seen the list that's being investigated by the Legacy Investigations Branch. Uh, and some of those are 40 and 50 year old crimes. Um, but I'm not saying that they should not investigate them. And then all I'm saying, and in this case here, with the mounting evidence, then this should be investigated also. You know, we can't have a rule for one and a rule for other. You know, he cannot be a protected species if he has broke the law. And directing terrorism is a serious offence. Um, you know, and, and for all, too long now, what we have seen is those people at the very bottom end of the rung here, those people who were sent out to bomb, those young soldiers who were put on the street, all suffering the consequences of their actions. But those people at the very top of the tree, those people who directed it, um, seems to be getting away uh, without having to answer for what they did. And I think that's wrong. And I think Jerry Adams should be answering for what he did. Do you get a sense that there was regret last night towards the end in the emotion shown by a former provo who broke down and cried and asked what was it all about the waste of all that life he seemed he seemed quite hardcore the whole way through but then towards the end he just broke down and he cried he he he, he cried like a little boy at the end of at yeah. the end of the program I mean, it was it, it was a difficult program to watch, Frank. I, I've, I've watched the two of them now, and they were both very difficult to watch. You know, I watched it as, as a as a member of the British Army who, who served in Northern Ireland, uh, and it was difficult to see what went on and the opportunities that were missed where we could have had peace, and, and that's really regrettable. Um, you know, the, the people who were involved will, will have regrets for what they did, and there was real compassion and there was real regret, uh, and I think it was forthright regret. Uh, and you cannot be but moved by those people who absolutely regret their actions and who can stand up and say, 
you know, what was it all about? Why did we do this? Why did so many people have to die? So, so absolutely moved by, by those people who have the power to do that. But while they're doing that, those people who sent them out, those people who directed them, uh, are standing tall and not taking ownership and responsibility for what they set out others to do. There are a variety of reactions from people coming across in the, the series. The, the one I'm referring to there is a, a former provo called Tommy Gorman, and he did right, yeah, yeah. He, he broke down in tears at, at at the end. Where you have, I think it's Des Long, certainly a gentleman called Long, who who contributes a considerable amount to the program and who certainly says that Jerry Adams was very senior on the on the Army Council, and he said, "I'm saying this at the risk of being shot." Uh, he 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 without doubt comes across as someone who revels in having recruited young people into the provost. You see him displaying weaponry, you see him uh, encouraging youngsters to be to be part of the, the IRA. He, he, he seems to have almost a sickening sense of pride in what happened when you see all the bombs going off around what he's saying, you see all the death and destruction. He doesn't seem to be aware of it at all. No, absolutely, and, and, and maybe it's because he's in front of a camera and maybe it's a bit of bravado, but, but he showed absolutely no remorse for all of those people who lost their lives, those who were injured, uh, both mentally uh, and physically. Uh, and again, that is, that is extremely sad to see. I mean, I, I guess there are people out there who can look at past actions uh, and show compassion and realise when um, things were either wrong or, or they wish they had not been involved in that. And there are other people who will be proud of every single thing that they did, regardless uh, of the consequences. We will get that in society regardless. And Desmond Long um, was the absolute opposite to to the previous man that we spoke about. Um, But it did not surprise me. Um, But what what, what is quite clear is he is very open and he's very honest about the part that he played, while others are are not. And and, uh, those who are not, but they did, are, are just as bad as he are because they are not owning up to what they did. And just a couple of other things. That amazing man at the yeah. end, the, the reverend, the minister who had gone to County Clare yeah. to try and talk to the provost and he was threatened by the UDA. He had to up sticks and leave and go to Canada. It would have broken your heart watching him at the very end of the Spotlight programme read a letter that he had written many, many years ago. He, he's, he, he's, he, he is a commentary on the suffering that people on the, on the fringes went through. Absolutely, and, and I would say a brave man, a man who wanted to stop the killing, stop the violence, who wanted people to come together to talk, to, to, to stop the, the senseless murders. Um, uh, and, and he showed real courage, and he showed, again, real compassion. Uh, and for that, he was forced out uh, by, by loyalist paramilitaries, and, and that's extremely sad. And, uh, and I would like to think that those same loyalist paramilitaries today, if they are still around, can bring themselves to reflect on what they did to this man. Um, and, and maybe they could write a letter to him to, to, to reflect on those times past. But, but they were times past. Um, we aren't there anymore. Um, it was a pretty horrific and horrendous time. And I've said at the start of this, Frank, that we missed so many opportunities, so many opportunities um, where we could have had peace. Um, sometimes the British government were, were at fault. Sometimes the IRA were at fault. Sometimes individual actors were playing into the narrative and they were at fault. You know, so we missed those opportunities. And because we missed those opportunities, we, thousands more were to die or be injured. And, and that is what I have taken away from that programme from last night, which, which really, really saddened me in many ways. Yeah, three examples of where they were on the threshold yeah. of peace and for some reason they couldn't uh, close, close the deal. One other programme that was on last night was Front. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Line, a new series on UTV that interviews people who worked on the front line, who were involved in, 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 in delivering a service of any sort uh, during the Troubles. And the archive footage that they were able to show, plus the archive footage from the, the BBC, the, the bombs going off, the uh, weaponry, the destruction, the despair. Both programmes are a stark reminder that it's essential we never go back to that, Doug Biddy. Oh, Frank, Frankie, I, I mean, such a true word you've just said there. Uh, we, we can never go back to that. I, I, I recently um, was with an um, A&E nurse from the Troubles who gave her testimony, uh, and it was absolutely horrific. Sometimes we talk about the actions of the armed forces or the police and what we suffered, and we kind of forget about some of the other services, um, certainly our hospital staff, our ambulance workers and our fire fighters, uh, and what they had to go through during the Troubles. But I listened to the lady... Um, from A&A during the Troubles, giving her testimony. And, and it was it was truly shocking and it was truly moving. Um, and it, it made me reflect that, that sometimes I get a little tied up in, in my past and my past as a soldier uh, and what I was involved in. And I just forget that this reached every single corner of our society. Everybody was in fact affected. And everybody, I think, is still affected in some way. And even you know, passing it on to sons and daughters and, 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 and cousins and nieces and nephews. Um, so, so you're absolutely right. We can, we can never go back to that because, you know, could we ever go through those stories again? You know, I, I, we just could not. But, but it's important that we don't forget. Doug Beatty, thank you very much indeed for coming on the programme. Your opinions are welcome on what uh, Doug Beatty has said to us. We'll speak to Brian Rowan, who's always kept a watchful eye on the Troubles the whole way through, and he's been reporting on it and being a commentator on every political development uh, since. Uh, Brian, what the BBC are doing in that programme, the Spotlight uh, series, which is running over a number of weeks, and indeed what the Frontline team are doing with UTV uh, on UTV at this, this present moment, it, it, it's, it's an incredible commentary on the last 50 years, both of those programmes. Uh, grim reminders, um, uh, Frank, indeed. Um, now, ju- just to go back to what we're talking about this morning, how many of us are going to fall off our stool in shock? 
because of another interview that says Jerry Adams was in the IRA. Uh, I think the Jerry Adams question is just one of a million questions uh, when it comes to our past. In this case, I accept entirely it's a big question because he was a big figure in the conflict period and in the transition towards peace. But if we want an answer to that question and the many other questions, then we need to think beyond politics to a process that might work, not in terms of of absolute truth. I I don't think that's achievable from any side, never mind all of the sides, but a process that provides more information and explanation and understanding and context uh, of those conflict years. We also need to work out uh, who does this and why we're doing it. Uh, I think the most important commentary in that spotlight film last night uh, came from the Republican Tommy Gorman, his summarizing through tears of the conflict years and the words, uh, a waste of time and a waste of life. It was a reminder to us all uh, that we can't bring back the dead uh, and that the priority of any legacy process should be that that conflict and that past Uh, should never happen again, that it should never be repeated. And I think that's why we need to remove politicians and politics from the shaping of a legacy process. The Stormont House Agreement will not work. Uh, And I think uh, we're way beyond the point now where we need someone in here, not of us, with no emotional attachment to that conflict period, who begins to shape that process that might at some point Uh, deliver, if not absolute truth, then the maximum amount of information and disclosure from all of the sides. But you have to get as much truth as you possibly can. And Doug Beatty's calling on the police to investigate Jerry Adams. That's uh, you're saying you don't, no one's going to fall off their stool when they hear that he was in the provost. But he still denies it, and he was accused last night of basically directing terrorism. C- can we can we get to the truth if if we don't in- insist on the police? investigating the likes of Jerry Adams? Well, uh, I spoke yesterday in radio about an interview I did with the uh, former Chief Constable Hugh Ansley in June 1996 uh, as he was about to leave here. Uh, the IRA ceasefire had broken down in February 96, and by the summer of that year, there was a bit of speculation that a ceasefire uh, might be restored. It wasn't, it wasn't in the summer of 96. But this is what Hugh Ansley said about the IRA leadership at that time. And I'll just read you these few words. Uh, Frank, because it'll help with this conversation. He said, there is no doubt in my mind that at the top of the Republican movement, the provisional IRA and Sinn Féin are inextricably linked. And he went on to say, so I do not see this artificial distinction that's been drawn. I believe Messrs. Adams and McGuinness are very, very influential people. And I think they have a major say in the conduct overall of the Republican thrust. And Hugh Antley then said, there are, of course other members on the Provisional Army Council. So in that interview in June 1996, Hugh Ansley was placing Martin McGuinness and Gerry Adams uh, inside the IRA Army Council and at the top of the Republican leadership. And that's what I mean about none of us will fall off our stool in shock uh, by another interview that says Gerry Adams was in the IRA. Why is he still denying it, Frank? Because we don't have the process that allows people... Uh, to come forward, to be frank, to be honest, to provide uh, more of the the answers and more of the information that people are looking for. Now, we don't know. We don't know what truth is going to look like. And that's why I think we need someone in 
to speak to all of the sides across state, security, intelligence, military, Republican and loyalist, to work out the process that will deliver that maximum amount of information and to tell people what truth will be and what it won't be. And I've said to you before, I used uh, a line a couple of years ago, that it was time to stop lying about the truth. And what I meant by that comment was it was time we were more honest with people about what a truth process or an information process might deliver and what it won't deliver. But if we go down the road of trying to get an information process while on a parallel track we have investigations, then people are not going to come forward, Frank, to provide the information that many families and many people out there are looking for. I think we need an information process. We need to do all we can by way of practical help uh, in terms of helping those uh, who were hurt the most uh, by, by the conflict years. And in, instead of talking about an archive of information, we need some proper remembrance and memorial that puts everyone's story uh, into, into uh, some place that remembers the conflict uh, years, because I agree entirely with uh, Doug Beattie. No one is saying that we, we should forget, but it's how we achieve the best process that remembers everyone, because when we talk about the conflict years, many of us will recall the headlines. We remember the people who are, sorry, uh, we remember those big headlines like, like Oman and Eskillen and Shankill and Loch Gall and Loch Island, but we forget so much underneath those headlines. How do we remember properly the people who died on their own, the people who were injured? And how then do we begin to think about how we move forward? Because if we don't do something about this, Frank, then those of us of the conflict years are going to bury ourselves and the generation that are following us in that conflict period, because the, the trenches of the past are, are being dug deeper. And I think there are people in politics who simply want to recast the conflict period on, a, on another stage to play a game of winners and losers. And there are no winners in that, Frank. However, going hand in hand with your commentary is mm-hmm. an umbrella, and under that umbrella, amnesty for all. Uh, and I have said to you a hundred times, Frank, uh, and to others a hundred times, I think we need an amnesty. It's a poisonous word. But you cannot have a peace process that releases prisoners and then create a past process that potentially creates prisoners. This conflict is either over or it's not over. And if it is over, then we need to find the proper process and the proper people to shape and design something that will provide the maximum amount of information. The other problem we have at the moment, Frank, is we're trying to do all of this in a period of political turmoil. So how do you find the right person in the right atmosphere that begins to create that right process that, that, that provides eventually the maximum amount of information and disclosure? We need an amnesty. Uh, we, we may well get to that point. Uh, but, but if we leave it to politicians, if we leave it to us, then we're not going to get there, Frank, because we're all far too close to this. We're all emotionally attached to it. Uh, we're, we're such a small place. This happened around the corner from us. It happened in the next street, in the next town. We all know someone uh, who was either uh, killed or injured. So we've all got that closeness uh, to what happened. And that's why I think we need someone from outside of us with no emotional attachment to this place, who can look at it 
from from that perspective and and work out uh, what is the best process that will deliver that maximum amount of information. Okay, uh, Brian, thank you very much indeed. The thoughts of uh, Barney Rowan there. Do you agree or disagree? You're always uh, welcome to contribute to the programme. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.